0: Colossians 4 2. Let's read it together. It'll come on the screen. Let's read it together. 3, 2, 1, go. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Let's read it one more time. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a. Now the screen, uh, now the verse will go off the screen. Let's say it again. 1, 2, 3, go. Devote yourselves. Ah, oh, not bad, not bad. We need to buy heart some verses. Is that okay? From this year, we're going to practice something. I started practicing something <coughs> just from two months back that uh, every verse that I'm preaching, I try to memorize it. And I think it's really good to start uh, memorizing the verses um, in our hearts. And, and it's good to go back to your Sunday school times sometime. Yeah, right? And it's good to, good to carry some verses in our heart. So every Sunday, um, there will be a key verse. And every Sunday, we are going to memorize some verses. Okay. They are back. Thank you, Jesus. It's nice to have Bithun and Harita as a couple for the first time in our online family. Yeah? That's wonderful as a married couple. That's awesome. God spoke to us on New Year's night, three important things. That when we become watchful in prayer, when we become thankful in prayer, there are three important things that will happen in our lives. Those who missed New Year's Night, New Year's Night sermon, you can go back and watch it on YouTube. Um, it's available there. Pray like never before. You can go ahead and watch it later. Don't pull it, pull it now and put your earphones. And Pastor said to watch it. I am obedient to the man of God. Don't do it now. Do it later. And three important things God spoke to us. Right. When we are watchful in prayer. And when we are thankful to God in prayer, we become the gatekeepers. And we looked at the Bible, what it means to be a gatekeeper. A gatekeeper were appointed in the Old Testament, if you look at throughout the house of the Lord. Gatekeepers were appointed by prophets and they were appointed by kings. And they were the first people to be appointed as trusted men who will keep at the gate. When I visited Buckingham Palace for the first time, and I know many of you would have seen this on TV, um, where the soldiers stand in front of the palace with this long hat. Yeah? And they take turns and they stand there and then, uh, you know, they all have a gate, they all have a post to stand at and to keep guard. No matter how many tourists come there, no matter how far you travel and come, no matter what passport you hold or what visa you hold, they'll not let you in. Unless the queen says, I want to have a cup of tea with Sharon. Right? You don't have access to go inside. Those guys will keep guard and they'll stand there. And, and the beautiful thing about, about uh, the soldiers there in the Buckingham Palace is that they'll be at their gates. And I think every 15 or 20 minutes, I'm not sure, um, they'll step out on time. Then they turn to each other. The guy from the other gate and this soldier in this gate. And they march and then they come back and they stand in their position. And the beauty of it is that they're not like our kingdom worship band. Hey, next song man, ready? You got this? You got that? They don't even talk to each other. And I've got no idea how they know that they are on time to step out and swap. Like they don't talk to each other, they're just like on time. Maybe they're standing there and counting. Like Seconds. Even if that happens, like human error can happen, like one person can count slower. I even went to look around to see if there was a clock on the other side. Or if there was a message that says swap, three, two, one, go. No, I don't know how they are trained to do that, but they just do it on time. They're on sync and they are perfect. And it got me thinking, spiritually, are we in sync with God? First of all, are we at the gate and second, are we in sync with God? Are we in sync with God? What do I mean by are we at the gate? The Bible says, be watchful and be thankful. The word that God, the title that God has given for us for this entire year is pray like never before. And our prayers are going to change this year. Our you know, um, way of thinking, our perspective in prayer is going to change this year. But it is a process. It's not going to happen overnight. It is a process. It will happen one step at a time. But we need to understand the spiritual calling, the spiritual depth, the spiritual, uh, you know, I, we need to have the spiritual eyesight of what God is trying to do in and through our lives and what is happening and, and I believe what God wants us to do this year is that we will stay on guard of our own heart and our own soul we need to be at the gate of our own heart and our own soul we need to be in charge Of what we let inside and what we let go from ourselves and what we keep. Those are the three important aspects or responsibilities of a gatekeeper. The gatekeeper is in charge of who comes in. The gatekeeper is also in charge of who goes out. And the gatekeeper is also in charge of who stays inside. If you are going to allow fear inside, then maybe you're not at the gate. If fear is inside you, who's in charge? Who's at the gate? Are you there? Are you there? What are you going to allow this year into your heart and into your soul? God is asking this question. Three things we saw. When you are at the gate, you be a presence keeper. If you are at the gate and if you are in sync with God, the presence of God will remain in your life. It will not depart from you. Because you won't let that happen. Somebody say amen. Amen. If you are at the gate and if you are in sync with God, then you will be a strength keeper. In other words, you will not feel weak or weary. You will always have the strength of God in you. If you are at the gate, you will be a joy keeper. No matter what happens around you, you will not be at a place of sorrow or at a place of sadness you will always find a reason to be joyful even in the midst of your trouble because the joy of the Lord will become your strength and this morning that's what I want to talk to you on how to be a strength keeper keep your strength God is calling us to be strength keepers. Strength keepers. The title of my sermon this morning is strength keepers. If you're taking notes, please write this down. Strength keepers. Strength keepers. Strength keepers. keepers. Colossians 4.2. Strength keepers. A lot of us, have you ever felt in your heart that i i need extra strength in my life to keep going forward have you ever faced a moment in your life where like i just need an extra strength yeah everybody right we have all wanted that extra strength we all wanted to 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 move forward we all wanted to you know become better in our lives but sometimes we start strong. Well, many times we start strong. You know, I don't know how many of you on on, um, on the f- on the New Year's Day got up and made it this year. Whenever you start a sentence with this year, and it doesn't pass a day. <laughs> I'm gonna do this this year, I'm gonna do that this year. I'm going to achieve this and then lunchtime you have biryani <laughs> and then dinner you go back and have the same biryani and then on day two of this year you forget all about it if you're with me say Amen, amen. amen. oh thank God <laughs> honest people The reason being, we, we set our minds saying that this year, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that. And then you give yourselves 365 days to achieve it, and then you say, oh, I've got 365 days. But can we raise up today to say, instead of saying this year, can you raise up and say Today today can we change our language a little bit instead of saying this year i'm going to do this for god can we say today i'm going to do this for god just start with today like right now i'm going to start writing sermon notes i'm going to start with today reading god's word don't give yourself this year this decade Like, that's just just, just too big. Start with, today I'm going to read God's Word. Today, I'm going to be in His presence. Today, I'm going to find His strength. A lot of us, we say, oh, new year, new beginnings. No, it's not new beginning. You can't begin anything in your life. Do you know that? Is there anybody here who began your own life? Thank God there's no one here. There's no one here who can begin your own life. You cannot dictate your beginnings. Experienced people will say that. Experienced people can understand that as you grow older, you understand even more that you don't have control over your beginnings in life. But what you can change is how it ends. What you can change is how it ends. Sometimes there are some things that have been started in your life that you did not intend to start, but it happened to you. You did not intend to be in the greatest city of Trichy, but it happened to you. Only my wife is clapping. You did not want to come and study here, but it happened to you. You did not want to write offline exams, <laughs> but it happened. Somebody start talking to me. You are praying for online exams to come back? Will it happen to you? We don't know. There's a group of people praying, Lord, stop Omicron. And then there's another side, there's a group of people praying, Welcome to India. (laughs) God loves students. Isaiah 28, verse 5 and 6. In that day, the Lord of hosts will be for a crown of glory and a diadem of beauty to the remnant of his people. For he will be a spirit of justice to him who sits in judgment. And for strength to those who turn back the battle at the gates. This is what I'm going to preach from. I'm just getting started. Wear your seatbelts. God on the day the Lord of hosts will be a crown of glory and a diadem of beauty to the remnant of of his people a day is coming the word remnant means left or left over those who are left there's a day coming that the lord is coming for those who are left the ones who are left for God, the ones who are with God, the ones who have been faithful, many have gone away from God. But there has been a, a small group of people who continue to remain faithful in the name of Jesus, in the church, in what God has called them to be. And God himself will be their crown. He himself will be their glory, and he himself will be the diadem and the beauty of the people who remained in him. And if you look at verse 6, He will be a spirit of justice to him who sits in judgment. There's a day coming when God will be the judge. He will bring justice. But at the same time, there's a second part to that verse that says, He will be strength to those who turn back the battle at the gates. Now that is what I want to preach from this morning. God wants you to have a strength in your life. A strength like never before the question is who is the source of your strength who is the source of your strength is it kind words from your friends is it your family members that have uh, become your strength is it the bank balance and the, and the and your balance sheet that has become your strength the figures at the bottom has that become your strength is it the job that you have has that become your strength What has become your strength? Who is the source of your strength? The Lord is speaking to all of us this morning, everybody online, everybody here in person. It says, God will bring strength to those who turn back the battle at the gates. Many of us are fighting a lot of things in our life. You're fighting a lot of things in your heart, you're fighting a lot of things in your mind. You're fighting a lot of fears. You're fighting a lot of words that is spoken against you. You're fighting difference of opinion. You know God is calling you to do something. God is calling you to follow something. God is calling you to remain in the word of God. And you have discovered the truth about God's word. And then you have the other side who says, no, 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 you don't have to do all that. Just be chill. Can you just be a normal Christian like all of us? Why are you too passionate about God? You don't need to be that passionate about God. Why are you always in church? Why are you always doing this for God? Why are you always talking about, oh, I want to reach people, I want to do this, I want to do that? You don't have to do that. Who's the source of your strength? Who is the source of your strength? You don't have to pick all your battles, I mean fight all your battles, you just need to pick the right ones. Sometimes we are just fighting everything, we're just fighting everything. If God is the source of your strength, you will not feel weak, you will only feel strength. Is that possible? Yes, it's possible. You know when it's possible? When you start living out verse 6, that is Isaiah 28 6, especially the second part, because he gives you the spirit of strength to those who turn back the battle at the gates. At the gates. Let me break this down for you. You don't need to taste beer. To fight the temptation of becoming an alcoholic. That makes sense? Okay, let me try another example. Because if logically, if you say that I want to, you know, I I I I, I want to fight the temptations, Pastor. There are a lot of temptations that I am facing there's a lot of pressure there's a lot of pressure yes all those things are real but can you turn back the battle at the gates? in other words God can do a miracle in your life where you can stand up and say I'm a generation who loves God and I've never taken a sip of alcohol I've never smoked I never got addicted to pornography, the reason being, I was at the gate. The gate of my heart and my soul, I was in charge when I was eight years old, when I was seven years old, I decided and I pre-decided that this thing will not even be a battle in my life. Are you all with me? When you decide that this thing will not even be a battle in your life, you are turning away the battle at the gates. You are not allowing the battle to enter your heart. You're not allowing the temptation to enter your heart. You're not allowing the weakness to enter your heart. You're not allowing the doubt to enter your heart. You're not allowing the fear to enter your heart. You are turning away those things at the gate Colossians 4 2 therefore you shall be watchful in prayer if we're gonna live a life like never before we put a checkpost in front of every single thing that is going to enter into your life but this is the problem this is the problem the problem is Everybody wants the strength of God, but nobody wants the standards of God. Everybody wants the strength of God. The Lord is my strength. He will not let me stumble, He will not pull me down, He will not let me be weak. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And everybody wants to enjoy the strength of the Lord while you are still addicted to the standards of the world. How can you match the strength of the Lord when you're still living in the standard of the world? Because the standard of the world will say, just one sip, buddy. Just taste it. Then you can decide if you want it or not. Making sense now? Just one puff. Try the circle. And from that moment onwards your life will be in circles. Turn the battle away at the gate. At the gate at the gate one of my close friends um, he comes from a, a family where his great grandfather was an alcoholic his father was an alcoholic and God restored his father saved him and one day his father had a conversation with him And he told him that can you be the generation that has never been in front of this glass of drink where you need to make a decision whether you want to take it or not. Can you be the last generation who would even fight this temptation? And this guy, he was very young. My friend was very young when his dad spoke to him about it. But then it went so deep in his heart when he grew up as a teenager. He had already made a decision that there are some things I don't even need to fight. There are some things that doesn't even belong to me and I've already put a gate for it. And I'm standing at the gate and the the devil cannot trample over me. Everybody goes through a cycle of temptation and the pattern is the same and we have raised churches, we have raised generation, you give the mic, the testimonies are the same. I got saved in VBS, I got saved in Sunday school, but then when I was 14 years old, no, and then I became 15, no, then the temptation came, no. And the temptation came inside my heart, no. Then after that, no. I fell back into the trap, no. Then after that, the Lord pulled me out, no. Now I want to serve the Lord. Okay, if that's your story, that's fine. But can we, can we be the last generation that says this? Because if we have heard God, if we've heard God's word... And if you are a godly family raising godly children, can we put some gates and raise children with godly standards? If your child is waking up and asking on a Sunday morning, Papa, Mama, are we going to church today? There is a problem in standards. Hello? There's a problem in your standard the reason being it should never be a choice to go to church you be at church because there are days coming even when you want to you will not get to go to church it's coming it's coming today I feel like online <clears throat> honey get some coffee it helped us in the time of crisis, but if the doors are open, please make it to the presence of the Lord to be with the family of God. You can sing and praise anywhere, but you cannot encourage your brother and your sister unless you are in the fellowship and in person. Because somebody needs to know and hear what God has done in your life. It's important it's important if you can't make it I understand if you had valid reasons but if it has become a choice an intentional choice what's your standard you can't have a divine strength with worldly standards you cannot say the joy of the Lord this is the problem this is why we feel weak This is why we feel weak. Because we have lowered our standards, but yet we want the highest strength. What's the standard in marriage? Whose advice are you following about marriage? A lot of people try to give advice these days about marriage. And especially if they start this sentence, When I get married that sums up everything don't you they're not even married yet but they want to give you marriage advice when I get married I will be different I've heard many people say this even to their parents when I get married no I will not say this to my husband like you say to your husband when I get married hello the starting of the sentence itself you're gone What do you know? You get married first. All the parents are enjoying. (laughs) The Rama word is coming from heaven today. Because you have no idea who is setting the standards. Who are you looking up to? Because if you want a strong marriage, have biblical standards in marriage. If you want a strong family, if you want your family to be strong and have divine strength in your family, then have biblical standards. Have biblical standards. If you want to be a strong person for Jesus, then have biblical standards in your life. Not what the world tells you not the low standards. You're expecting God's strength, but you haven't applied godly standards in your life. When do you start experiencing God's strength in your life? When you start applying godly standards. But the problem many of us face is that when you start applying godly standards, others will come and say oh you're too good for us ah huh? you're holy holy ah huh? oh you will not hang out with us oh you will not come here with us oh you will not take loan and all you're greater than the bank ah huh? you have higher financial standards what do i do in that situation pastor You say yes. Not out of pride. But with a humble heart you say, I can easily be like any of you. But can we try to be different? Because my Bible teaches me different. I am just following a higher standard guys. Am I perfect? No Am I failing? Yes, many times But am I trying? Yes, I am Yes, I am With the strength of the Lord One step at a time I'm gonna uh, This year, no I'm gonna start the word this year I'm going to do something small today. I'm just going to, I'm just going to pick one, one, one passage, one chapter for today. For today. And if I can have that standard of, of, of reading God's word before I pick my phone, I'm the richest guy in the world. In God's eyes. In God's eyes. Because whatever battle that the enemy has planned for me for that day, when I, when I read the word of God, I am putting a gate. And I am at the gate. And I have turned away all the battles for that day, even before the day started. The Lord gives strength to those who turns away the battle at the gates at the gate. Be at the gate. Be watchful. Be at guard. Be careful. There are some relationships that you have allowed in your life and they are not giving you strength. They are eating you from the inside. It's time that relationship stops in the name of Jesus. I don't know who that is for. Take it. It's important. It's important. If you find some people's words really draining, you're trying to follow Jesus, but some people have really drained you and took you away from God, it's time to say bye-bye. Shalom. Peace be with you. Because you are bringing battles into my life and I don't want that if I have to make a choice between God and what I want and if I am feeling that way when I'm with this person then maybe you got to check that relationship put a gate I don't know how many breakups are going to (laughs) happen. You don't have to live up to the standard of God to earn His love. Because as I am teaching this, I don't want you to get the wrong idea of this message. Because what I am teaching you is not saying... Do 1 to 10 according to God's standards. No. You don't have to live up to God to be loved by God. He already loves you. You don't have to live up to Him. You live out of His standards. You live out of His standards. Because that's how God made you in the first place. That's how God made you in the first place. Because God made you with great standards, with high standards. Look around this world. Anything and everything that God made is nothing cheap. It's nothing cheap. It's beautiful. It's glorious. It's tremendous. We cannot put a value on it. You pick anything. Can you put a value on this world? Of what God has created? Can any billionaire wake up one morning and say, I want to buy the sun today? You can be listed in Forbes for continuously for three years as the richest man in the world. But Jeff Bezos cannot buy the moon. Nobody can put a value on the resources of God. Nobody have to pay a price on the greatest value that God has given to us which is always with us and if you can just dig deeper a little bit more this year I shouldn't say this year today and every day if you can go a little bit deeper with this word today and every day automatically your standards will go higher Automatically The problem is that We put this Somewhere under And we have allowed a lot Of other things To dictate our standards And then we go to God saying God I feel weak Where is your strength God is like "Ow!" Um, My strength is with you but you can't experience it when you live in worldly standards. I pray that this generation and this church the teenagers, the kingdom kids I pray that they will not have to even bother fighting some battles in their life. Because God's word has already at the gates and it's already turned away from them. It's already turned away from them. Don't increase the volume, Finney. Just leave it as the way it is. Because it's really important. It's really important. It's really important. How will you keep the strength of God in your life? How can you do that? When you remain at the gate and you turn away the battle and you choose to say, I don't have to, I don't have to, you know, make a decision, should I give to God this month? It doesn't have to be a decision. Or should I tithe? Should I give to God this month? Hmm. Let me see how this month goes, then let me decide. You have problem in how you set yourself up. Your gate is wide open to lose all your money. You see, you see where the problem is? Well, when you say at the gate, when you say at the first of the month, what belongs to God belongs to God and it will not be with me because if it's with me, then it's trouble. There's no battle that you're fighting there. There's no battle that you're fighting there. Many battles we have created for ourselves. I pray that you will experience God's strength. You know, Matthew chapter 26, verse 36 to 38. I read this on New Year's night. Jesus goes to the olive grove called Gethsemane and he took Peter and the sons of Zebedee, James and John. So Peter, James and John Along with the other disciples, they were all at the Garden of Gethsemane. But he took only these three people to be the strength keepers for Jesus, because Jesus was feeling weak that night. Jesus says he became. Uh, it says he became anguished and he de- and was distressed. And Jesus told them, "My soul is crushed with grief to the point of death." Jesus being fully God and fully man, was able to anticipate the pain that is about to go on the cross. And he's at the Garden of Gethsemane to receive from God a divine strength. And Jesus had a higher standard. He did not go there in the Garden of Gethsemane and he did not go there to pray a prayer, God, please help me to escape the cross. As much as he was tempted at the Garden of Gethsemane to say, Lord, may this cup pass me by, but immediately he said, Not my will, Lord, but yours. He was tempted to take the battle of choice, but then he remembered that it is by surrender that's going to be victory. So he immediately said, Huh not my will, Lord, but yours, but yours. He sent the battle at the gate. He sent it away at the gate. And God and Jesus took these three guys, Peter, James, and John along with him, and he said, keep watch. In other words, be alert, be on guard. Guys, pray like never before, because this night, is going to be very different this night is a night like never before from this night onwards the trajectory of human beings are going to change from this day onwards the meaning of the cross is going to change it's going to be a day like never before that's what he meant by keep watch with me Sometimes God doesn't give us the details, does he? Uh, God, if you would have just said all these things, then I would have done it. But these guys did not keep watch. They did not pray like never before. They slept like never before. <laughs> There's a lot of people who are fighting that battle as well. Maybe some fought that battle this morning, that's why they couldn't make it. They slept in like never before. I've never slept like this, Pastor. Maybe the peace of God (laughs) that wants to come upon me on the first Sunday of the year. God gives sleep to the ones He loves. Bible verse will come anytime. They slept like never before because Peter was confident and had his strength in that little sword he had, the little knife he had on the inside. It's like, Jesus, you go pray, you go. We are here? No. Let them come. I'll see how they'll take you to the cross. Jesus is like, day. The whole point of me coming is to go to the cross. Peter's like, "Uh uh-uh, I will not let that happen. I will not let that happen. He had his strength. You know, sometimes you can be with God and in God and be against God's plan. Do Do you know that? Do you know that? Like you are praying some wrong prayers. Because God is not working the way you wanted Him to work. And God is like, no, no, no. Buddy, listen to me. The very reason I allow this crisis is because I have a blessing at the end of the crisis. You're like, mm, nothing shall touch me. <laughs> I'm no longer a slave to this problem. God is like, no, no, no. This problem is good for you. No. Sometimes you can be in God and yet be against God. Peter did not get the big picture. He did not see that Jesus going to the cross is a good thing. You know why? Do you know why? Because culturally, cross is a curse. Culturally, cross is for sinners, for thieves, for murderers. Culturally, Being on a cross is the most shameful thing that you could ever experience. Culturally, you don't want to be associated with people who are hanging on the cross. But God was about to change the standards of the cross. But yet, Peter saw the cross from the standards of the world. If you look at your life from a cultural point of view and if you are going to keep picking culture over God's word, you will not experience the strength of God. And I'll tell you point blank. You are praying for the strength of God in your life, but you don't appreciate equality and the way God made every single man and woman and if you don't appreciate equality and if you're still practicing caste system in your life and apply the same caste system when it comes to marriage in your children's life, there is no strength of the Lord in your life. You're doing it all with your own strength. You're with God and you're against God at the same time. I'm not preaching here for your claps, it's okay, because I know you will not clap for this thing, nobody likes this, but it's the truth, it's the truth, if you have problem with what I am saying, I'll give you the email address of my boss, you can write a complaint to him. It's godatheaven.com. Everybody's like, was wondering, oh, we can do all that, huh? <laughs> right? a complaint against the pastor. Huh? Can you choose God and God's standard? Let's all stand together.